Thank you, Joy. Thank you for joining us today, whether in person or streaming. We're so glad that you're here this morning, and uh, we trust that it will be a blessing to you. We want everyone to have an outline of the sermon. There, we have two tables at the back on the, each side of the sound booth. Uh, feel free to go back and get one if you do not have one. We do not give these out because of social distancing. Amen. So, but we thank you for, for, for coming. And uh, we're going to share with you from the book of Lamentations. Did he say Lamentations, Fred? I, I thought he said Lamentations, y'all. Lamentations. <laughs> you say, Pastor, why would you share from a book that means to cry out loud or to lament or to mourn? Don't you know what we're going through? Don't you know what we've been through all this whole year? And here you are going to preach from Lamentations. Yup. <laughs> I want you to stay with me. Don't turn me off. Don't tune me out. And follow, if you will, the uh, outline that we have. I think we can glean some important truths, principles that I think, and ideas that we certainly need to understand and know. Read with me, if you will, Lamentations chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. I, I must confess to you, I come to you this morning as we share this and look at this, the condition of, of Jerusalem at the time of the writings of this great major prophet, Jeremiah. And I come humbly today to share with you the conditions of God's city, Jerusalem. How like a widow is she? Who was great among the nations. The princes among the providence has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night. Her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Speak to our hearts. Minister us today. Challenge us with this great prophet's words. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah wrote his poems and writings in the minor. These songs were in the minor. You said, Pastor, I've been singing songs in the minor most of the year. Well, let's learn something from this great writer. Uh, as I said, this word lamentations means to wail, to mourn. The entire book of dismay regarding the once beautiful, beautiful city of Jerusalem. Jeremiah is, is sitting along in a cave. And he's looking over what was at one time a beautiful city. It reminds me of this past week as we looked at 
19 years since 9-11, and we once again saw some of the film of the smoke and the sut and the buildings that were wrecked, the iron, the metal twisted. And you just see it again and it brings back those feelings and those emotions once again as you see all that happened. Almost 3,000 people were killed. And we saw some of them jumping out of the windows. We just think, oh my God, oh my God. Well, this is what Jeremiah was looking at. He was looking over. The temple's gone. This once wonder of the world is is gone. The city. Well, notice what we say here. God has made covenants of blessing with Israel, but they are conditional. Because of blatant disobedience, the pleasurable aspects of blessing would be replaced by punishment. The moral decline of the kingdom of Judah would lead to its defeat, lead not only to its defeat, but captivity. The book is really, the title is, Oh my gosh, how could this have happened? What I'd like to do this morning is, is compare maybe Israel with America. Israel was a people that had left bondage and gone and looked for a country or a place, the promised land to where they could be free to worship God the way they wanted to worship God. America was discovered primarily because people were looking for a place to be free where they could worship God the way their heart dictated to worship God. I mean, the parallel of of Israel and, and America is astonishing to me. In these days of national apostasy and strife, may you and I live near the books of Jeremiah and Lamentation. May we understand. I think it's for the church to understand there's a responsibility on, that lays on the shoulders or lies on the shoulders of the church. We're not a theocratical nation like Israel was. Israel was a theocratic nation. I mean, Jehovah was their God. We certainly started out with the principles of God's word and our foundation of this nation, our constitution and all the things that we depend on to keep us free were founded upon God's word. Care what people tell you, they were founded upon God's word. Give me one amen. 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 It really and truly was. You know, a verse of scripture found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, we quote it often, especially ministers and ministries. And we, 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 we quote this verse, if my people which are called by my name, I think it's important for us to realize that God is calling his people to repentance. I think it's important to understand that how the church goes, so goes the nation. How the church goes, so goes the families. 
And America is going the way it's going primarily because the church, forgive me if I must be forgiven, the church is backslidden, gone away from God. No longer, no longer the gospel is preached in many of our churches. The Bible says in the last days they would seek teachers because they had itching ears. So as the church goes, one person said, in any given secular nation, the obedience or the disobedience of the believer to the God of the Bible largely determines the course of that nation. It's very important. Notice with me on the outline, sin and suffering, detestable sins. Jeremiah's writings contrast the formal blessings and strengths of Judah with the chaos and suffering which their sin had brought upon them. Lamentations 1 and 7. In the days of her affliction and roaming, Jerusalem remembers all her pleasant things that she had in the days of old. When her people fell into the hand of the enemy with no one to help her, the adversaries saw her and mocked at her downfall. It's important for us to realize at one time that great city was now in chaos. And here Jeremiah is looking at all the things, a city that he loved, a people that he loved. And he realized that judgment from God had come upon this great city. He smells the stench of decaying bodies. Cannibalism was very active in the city. Mothers were cooking their own children. Terrible, terrible things were happening. He sees poor starving people poking through the rubble. They at one time, this was a proud people. This at one time was a victorious people. But then they are now broken and in tragedy. Notice Roman numeral number two. The tragedy is that this could have been averted. You say, Brother Don, is COVID-19 a judgment on America? I don't know. Sometimes I think it's not necessarily that. Was 9-11 judgment on America? I'm not too sure. I'm not necessarily sure. I don't think that we've seen nothing yet if America continues to rebel against God. It's important that we understand that they were proud. America is a proud nation, and rightfully so. I love this country. I love this nation. Amen? I love it. But we're seeing some things happen today we've never seen before. And we need to understand America needs to return back to God. Jerusalem's destruction came as a result of sin. Lamentations chapter 1 verse 5. Her adversaries have become the master. 
Her enemies prosper, for the Lord has afflicted her because of the multitude of her transgressions. Her children have gone into captivity before the enemy. You and I could come one after the other behind this pulpit and talk about the sins of this nation, the immorality of this nation, how it has transgressed against God, how that this nation has has uh, rebelled against God and they turned their fists up to God. And this was because of their sin. Notice number three, will America experience the judgment of God? The book of Lamentations must serve as a wake-up call to America. And that's the reason I'm sharing it today because this book should be a wake-up call for America. I don't know. I don't know what will drive us to our knees. I don't know once again what will cause us to turn our face toward God. For in that same verse it says, If my people which are called by my name shall. You can quote it. Shall humble themselves. Shall humble themselves and pray. Is America praying? Is the church praying today? I don't believe the church is praying as it should. I think we have prayer, and I think we do pray, and I think God's people pray, but I believe that the church needs to fall on its knees and mourn and cry and weep and wail before God. It's important. Will America experience the judgment of God. America finds herself deepening upon God's long, I'm sorry, depending upon God's long suffering patience. Thank God. Aren't you glad God's patient? Amen. Aren't you glad He's willing to be long suffering with you and I? God help us today to understand that. But when will that run out? Jeremiah was criticized. Jeremiah was thrown into prison. The gospel, the truth, the prophecy of this great man was laughed at and scorned at. You think about the gospel today. You think about Christianity today. You think about the church today and how the world treats the church today. It's important because this is what happened. Most of us know of Donald Trump's campaign slogan, Make America Great Again. Let me tell you a better slogan. Make America Godly Again. Amen. We need to see a godly nation where truth prevails. Where is truth at today? Truth is taking it. It's going on a vacation. America needs to understand, it need, in order for us to be blessed, it must be godly. History records that God blesses nations that honor and respect his word. Amen? But if we don't, if we forget God, if we rebel against God, listen to what the Bible says, but if we trust God, Deuteronomy chapter 28, 
Now it shall come to pass, God says, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you above high above all nations of the earth. This is God's promise. This is God's promise to America. And this is the reason America is great because she was established upon these very words. Notice what he says. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey, because you obey, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. It's simple, isn't it? Two and two is four. God's word is true today. And every promise in this book shall come to pass. But if we deny it, if we reject it, if we rebel against what God says, then we shall experience judgment, the judgment of God. Oh boy, I can see some of you looking at me like I've got a long white flowing gown on and I got a sign out there walking on the sidewalk saying, repent, repent. I don't mean to be that way. I'm just telling us what God says. Notice this. Blessed, we're talking about blessing. Blessed shall you be in the city. God help our cities. Our cities are being burned, destroyed. Murder. But God said, if you listen to me, if you listen to me, if you'll obey my word, your cities will be blessed. Durham will be blessed. And blessed shall you be in the country, your crops. The farmer will be successful. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Understand, Israel was a farming nation. He's promised these things. Verse 5, blessed shall you be your basket and your kneading uh, bow, in verse six, blessed shall you be when you come in. I love this one. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. God will not let your enemy. Defeat you. You shall be victorious. You shall rise up with victory and overcoming grace. God says if we certainly obey him. You say, Brother Don, how do you know that we can avert the judgment of God? Is anything going to come on us any worse than COVID-19 or 9-11 or all of these things? I don't know. Because I pray. And I believe the church is praying. And I believe we can believe God to once again return and revive us again. 
And we can experience revival in our land. And people can return back to God. If you call upon my name and humble yourselves and pray, we need the church. We need America once again on its knees weeping. And seek my face. There's something about seeking the face of God. And then he said, turn from your wicked ways. Boy, we don't want to do that, do we? Look at a nation that is turned away from God. Wouldn't it be wonderful for people to start getting saved? Some years ago, under the Billy Sunday, the other ministers, they would go into the cities and they'd preach the word of God. They would be saved by the thousands. In fact, they'd have to close down the liquor stores and the nightclubs because there was not enough people coming to even patronize them. God will turn us if, and help us if we be willing to turn from our wicked ways. Then God says, then and only then will I hear from heaven. Forgive their sins and heal our land. God, we're praying that you'll heal our lands. I know that God will hear us. Notice the last, if you will, lamentations also conveys hope that is related to God's attribute of compassion, God's mercy and hope. Lamentations 3, 22 through 26. Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed. It's the mercy of God now that we're not turned over and consumed. Amen? I believe that. It's simply because there's a remnant of people. By the way, God will always have a remnant. God will always have a people that will trust God. God will always have a people that will dare to be faithful to him. They are new. His mercy is because of the compassion. His I'm sorry. Let me go back. Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Amen? Verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, the writer says, my soul. Therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who, what? Seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. God have Mercy. This is God's mercy for a people that will dare to call out to him. Psalms 30 and verses 3 through 5 underscores the relationship and balance between the balance between the wrath of the Almighty and the loving kindness of God. When sin, listen to this, is eliminated, God acts quickly to heal. If we'll be willing to confess our sins, if we'll be willing to cry out to God, a people that will cry out to God and confess our sins, God is quick to heal our land. Restoration of Israel and Judah. Jeremiah, I'm, yes, Jeremiah 30 and 8. I didn't even write it down. Uh, and then Lamentations ends with a prayer. Let me say something that's very important as Brother Matt and them come. Listen to this. 
The goal of God's judgment is not destruction. It's restoration. I love that. God, why would you allow things to happen? You remember 19 years ago, <clears throat> September the 12th, 9-12. You remember that day? People gathered in churches. Democrats, Republicans, blacks, whites. You remember how that was? I remember it so well. Yes, I remember 9-11, but I also remember 9-12. When a people was willing to lay aside their differences and come together as one. When the church, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterians, Pentecostals, Charismatics, when we lay aside our differences and come together like we did September the 12th, 19 years ago, then God will be faithful. This song, I love this song. This song was written by Thomas O. Chisholm. He wrote this song back in 1923 about the faithfulness of God. And he took this song from the scripture I just read you in chapter 3 of Lamentations. The hymn gained a wide audience after becoming successful with Dr. William Henry Houghton of the Moody Bible Institute and Billy Graham, who used the song frequently on his international crusades. Since the mid-20th century, this song has been the university song, I'm sorry, hymn of Karen University which was previously Philadelphia Biblical University after being Philadelphia College of Bible, which was established in 1913. Our universities, whether it's Harvard, Yale, Duke, our universities was founded, many of them, because a burden for missions. Listen, God Almighty has not forgotten America. Somebody say amen. When is God's judgment coming? I don't know. Can it be averted? Yes. If the church will fall on its face, fall on its knees and pray, then God will be faithful to hear us when we pray. Sing it, Brother Matt.
stand with us. Sing that first stanza once again. Sing the first one. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Oh, God, my Father. There is no shadow. Sing this. Thou changes not. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy Provided, great 
that's what I want you to leave with, that thought, that understand that God brings judgment, not to hurt us, but to change us and to help us to seek him. I didn't preach this message so you could put your hat on and walk under the door. You felt so low. I didn't preach it so it would be a downer for on Sunday. I preached it to challenge my heart and challenge your heart. And love America. I want to sing that last verse again. And love America good enough that, Lord, I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to cry out to you. I'm going to pray for our president. I want to pray for his wife, the vice president. I want to pray for our congressional leaders, our Supreme Court. I want to pray for our governor. I want to pray for our, our state leaders. I want to pray for our mayor, our city council. I want to pray for our police chief, our police department. I want to pray for our nation. We should call on God for the people that he's put us here and pray for those in authority. Amen. And when we pray, understand God will hear you. And when we pray, understand that God will answer prayer. Sing that last verse again, if you will. Yes, it is. may be seated. I would like to have about three people. You may be seated. I would like to have about three people come to this podium. We have plenty of time. I left us with plenty of time. And pray a prayer for our nation. If you feel like it, if you'd like to pray for our nation, I'd like for you to come. Stand behind this microphone. Pray earnestly. Brother Larry, I thought of you. Would, you. would you do that? And I need about two more after to follow Larry. If you feel that. I feel, I said, that man, this is a man of God. And you're men and women of God. I want you to come and pray for our nation. I couldn't think of a more timely message than that. I'm sure that, like myself, you all watch what's going on in the news and as 
followers of the Lord, it's concerning. But God hadn't lost his power. And he's relying on us as the church, as Pastor said, to pray and seek his face and advance his kingdom. And the Holy Spirit works and functions through us, and we have the power to make a change in our culture today. And I think that's the role of the church. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the message that Pastor preached. And I want to pray for our nation. Lord, you said the wicked flee when no man pursueth. And so, Lord, I want to lift up our law enforcement officers to you. God, I watched them in Portland and every major city, God, in this nation. Every night, every day, having to go out and stand on a line and have things thrown at them. And I watch our cities as pastor preached. They seem to be burning because of the sin and the ungodliness that has been glorified there for so long. Lord, your word says we reap what we sow. And God, we've sown sin for a long time in this nation. But Lord, I believe, God, that you're calling your church and your people to rise up. Lord, you said you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And so, God, this is the hour of the church to rise up, to stand on what your word says. God, to be salt and light to this culture. So, Lord, I do want to pray for those in the law enforcement profession. There's many within that profession, many that I know that call you by name. And I ask, God, that you hear their cries and their prayers as they go into their workplace and stand in the gap and stand in the places that others aren't willing to stand. And as they do that and do their job, that they call on your name, and I know that they do. And I ask, God, that you would protect them. God, they don't do everything right. No one in their flesh does everything right. But, God, your word tells us in Romans 13 that you established the authorities And that we're to be obedient to them. That you give the sword for righteousness. And so I lift my nation to you and I repent of my sin. And I repent of the sin of this nation. God, Daniel wept. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. God, and you've called us to weep and to pray and to seek your face. Yeah. And God, we've sought your hand a long time, but I pray, God, that we'll seek your face. Not what we can get from you, God, but to seek your very presence first in our own lives. God, I lift the president to you, the vice president. God, every member of Congress. God, the governor and every council of state and every legislature in our state. God, I pray that you would send repentance to our land. God, I pray there's chaplains, God, that pray in the halls of Congress. They pray in the legislative building. God, I pray that you'd give men and women, anointed men and women, that when they pray that your spirit would fall and send a spirit of repentance to this land, that once again people would seek your face, that we would govern by your laws. We've gotten away, God, from your word and your righteousness. And we're paying a penalty for it. And for those of us who are called by your name, God, we see that. And we humble ourselves before you first and ask that you heal our land. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord, we just come to you in the name of Jesus for our country. God, have mercy on us. God, have mercy, Lord. We've been selfish. We've been arrogant. God, we've been proud. We've turned away into other gods, the God of money, the God of power, the God of proud pride. God, forgive us, Lord. We bow before you and we ask you, God, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. We just repent, God. Sear our hearts. Lord, forgive us for being blind. Forgive us for allowing these things. Forgive us for not being a voice. Forgive us for making the choice to be ignorant, God, and choosing to go the way of our gods that men has created, God. Lord, we cry out. Lord, we know that you're great. God, we know that you're power, but God, we come into you, Lord, and ask you to come to us and cause us to rise up and be strong again. Cause us, Lord, to be able to open our mouths and praise you unashamedly in the temple, unashamedly in the streets, unashamedly, God, that we'll turn and we'll no longer bow before the idols of big houses and big cars and fat paychecks. Lord God, we just thank you, God, for what you've done. God, but we thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for your word that says, if my people will call by my name, if my people, God, we come before you now, we repent and we pray and we turn around, God. We turn around. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving, God. Calls us, Lord, to be able to give. And that's the reason that we live. We just come before you, God, and we just thank you. We give our life. We give our hearts. We give our pride. We give our paychecks. We give our pocketbooks to you, God. And we thank you for what you've gone, God, done before. And we thank you, God, for giving us so much more heart desiring, Lord, to praise. Lord, a new standard we would raise. We would not sit oddly by but we would rent our hearts and we would cry out to you your name would soar and you would cause us to no longer ignore but God to come to we come to you today we lift our hearts above and pray God fill this temple fill this place fill us with your love and cause us to embrace your word and to know God your voice we have heard, God, that we would cry out and we would begin to do the things that you have ordered and you have come for. You came, God. The price is paid already, God. Help us to walk in what the blood was shed for. Walk in newness in Jesus' name, not walk in fear, but help us, Lord, to hear you this year that we would hear, God, we would do, we would begin to be the people that you have called us to be in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, it has already been said, and rightly so, that it's only by the blood of Jesus that we come before you. And so we lift you high, Jesus, for you are our righteousness. You are our reason. You are our future. You are our coming king. And Lord, whatever today's travails are, we know that you are king of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord, we do lift this nation to you, and we repent. And I pray, O oh God, that you will amplify the voices of righteousness in this nation, 
And Lord, I will boldly pray that you will silence the voices that lie. I pray, O oh God, that you would come against those, your spiritual enemies, Lord, that are motivating yeah. people to speak and to live untruth, and that this would enable repentance. Lord, for all of those ministers and pastors and, and lay leaders and just Christians in this nation, Lord, who are speaking the truth, would you amplify their voices? And Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would they be heard? And for Lord, for those who are not speaking the truth and who are unwilling to know the truth, God, silence them. For those who are deceived, O oh Lord, open blind eyes. For Jesus, you yourself said you came to open the blind eyes. Open blind eyes throughout this nation, I pray, O oh God. For the word still does go forth. Your word has not been silenced. But is anyone listening? And so, Father, I ask you, by the power that is yours alone, to bring revival. Lord, to bring a spirit of repentance all across this land. God, that, that churches that are struggling and pastors who are struggling but know the truth, Lord, that you would empower them, that by the power of your Holy Ghost, their lives would be changed, the lives of those around them would be changed, and that as a result, our nation would be changed. And finally, Lord, I pray that in this election that we would move towards righteousness and not away from righteousness. And God, I don't know what that means. I just know that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray that you would move us in the direction of righteousness and not further away through a sovereign act. And you would have mercy upon us as the remnant who is called by your name cries out to you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Most gracious and heavenly Father, I pray specifically for our families of this great nation. God, and specifically for men. God, it is said that so goes the family, so goes the nations. Yeah. And Lord God, the men of this nation have failed you. So many times, Father, we have failed leading our families as we should and stood up and done the things that we should. Forgive me, O oh Lord God, for when I have not stood boldly when I should have and been the man and the father and the leader that I should have been. God, I thank you that you do move upon our nation and that, God, I pray for the men of this nation that, God, they will stand up. Our families need godly yeah. men. Yeah. Father, our nation needs godly men. And that's not to say that our women are not important. They are, God, but you have set a divine order for us. And you have told us, God, that we should be leaders. And it's as Jeremiah said, as for me and my house, we will serve the, Lord. Will serve the Lord. And I pray that, God, more Amen. men will rise up and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. For I feel that, God, if the men will stand up and be the leaders to these young people, Father, that they will understand that godliness is not something we say. It is something that we do. And I pray that, God, you'd help our men to stand up all across this nation. Yes, Forgive us, God, and help us to rise up in righteousness and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in boldness. Father, we thank you. We ask this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with us, if you will. Four wonderful, powerful prayers. We want to continue praying this week. I hope you'll find a place to kneel somewhere and pray. And ask God to revive us again.